In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This week on The Bachelor, classrooms in session, but which men will pass the test? Then, Michelle hits it off in her first one-on-one of the season, but is the spark here to stay? Plus, one man sends Michelle into a trust spiral. Will she ever recover? It's the most dramatic season ever. This is The Bachelor. Hello and welcome to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. I'm Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm Jared Freed. And we are back for, is this week two or three? This is three. Two. Two. This is two. week two. This is week two of Michelle's season The Bachelorette. And honestly, her outfits just keep getting better. She is. She looks unreal. The, she looks unreal. But really quick, I feel like we should, before we get into everything, Katie and Blake broke up. Got to talk about it. Got to talk yeah, about it. What, 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 what were our initial feelings? Do you guys have thoughts, uh, feelings? Yeah. Does it change? You know, it, it is interesting to me. Does it change your outlook on her season? It changed it for me. What do you guys think? Um, it didn't really change much for me. I, I feel like the season was kind of a wash. In general, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it made it more. Her breakup makes it more of a wash, you know. Like I, I, know. I, I didn't. I think like it was one of those things, and we said it last week, and this was something that I really feel now, and something I didn't see is how important having a career is on this show, like because of the, you know, the the pot of gold that that exists in Instagram land, like. I don't mind if someone's a lawyer and then they choose to be Instagram person. But at least the lawyer thing exists as an option. Katie, right. and this is <laughs> at least yeah, we this, have it. Yeah, Kate, this isn't to like put down Katie and her career choices. Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as a the as the main character, like Michelle's season has is elevated by the idea that like Minnesota teacher, this is a place that we could head. You know, now looking back, and I, and I, we talked about Katie doing stand-up, and Chris, you know, you and I have that initial, like, bitter reaction to it that that is a mix of it being annoying and our own insecurities and envy, but she's opening oh, for... Totally. She's opening for Whitney Cummings, and I, I my initial yeah. thought was, when you do stand-up, and Chris, you definitely know this, too, is... The people who start with a relation, the people who are in a relationship and then start comedy, that relationship always ends. Like it's always well, no, that nobody. Oh, really? Yes. Nobody in a completely happy relationship pursues doing stand up at a late in life age. Totally true. You know what I mean? You, you nailed it, Chris. Nobody, nobody with a life direction starts stand up comedy. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know that she did stand up. Like She doesn't. She did it once. When? The, the reality is, um, so she opens for Whitney Cummings once. She's claiming this is a big opportunity. It is not an opportunity. You know, you don't do stand up when you've done it once. You do stand up when you've been doing it for years and years and years. You know, it takes a long time to figure it out. Like people, and the annoying part is people will say, I'm sure, Chris, you got this. You think she's good? It's like nobody's good their first time doing stand-up, but then you sound like a miserable, bitter asshole because it sounds like you're talking shit. You're not. Oh, totally. You know, so... Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, Yeah. It's definitely an interesting trajectory when anyone is like, oh, didn't I tell you I do stand-up now? And I'm like, oh, God, great. That's so good for you. Um, Is that what she's, like, wanting to do? Like, is this, like, a... A well, thing that she wants to keep doing or... I didn't know she was, like, funny. No, well, no, 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 no. That's the point. 
She doesn't know what she wants to do. And no one gets engaged. And this is leading back to her and Blake. Nobody gets engaged. Very few people, let me say, get engaged in this day and age with no thought of what their path is beyond the engagement. Love will conquer all is a very dying breed. Like uh, there's a way more people that are a little bit more practical. There's romance and there's practicality in every relationship. But I would say like yeah. generationally, a lot more of us go, well, I want to be able to work. What if we get divorced? Am I going to have no career? You know, like people want to mm. have things, you know, have a direction, have a beacon to head towards. And I mean, I'm that way. I'm, I'm sure you two are that way, too. So it's like it, it all kind of, you know, like that moment where like in Beautiful Mind where it all comes together, <laughs> her doing stand up and then the breakup. I was like, oh, like. There was no engagement. There right. was, it was never going to happen for this person. Like that's kind of why Michelle's season has been really good so far. I've enjoyed it, like in in a different way. And I enjoyed Katie's season. It was a wash, but I'm looking back and I have different feelings about it than I did, kind of yeah. a week ago. Do we think we'll see Katie in Paradise? Oh, yes. I yeah. think we're going to see yeah, Katie on everything. That's definitely going to be now that, especially now that like. We've seen Becca in Paradise. Like, we've seen past Bachelors and Bachelorettes now. Like, I definitely think we're going to end up seeing Katie in Paradise. Listen. We'll see how that goes. People don't move I, to San Diego because they know what the hell is going to go on in their life. Okay? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> your, your lawyer friends didn't move to San Diego. like, Or they did that for an opportunity like because they were like, oh, my company's moving me there. You go to San Diego. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no... There's no um, Ivy League schools in Florida or San Diego. You know, like it's there's a reason for yeah. everything. <laughs> you know, so. really but I, I just uh, thought it, it put an interesting spin on her season now for me. I don't know about you guys, but like, I, Kay, did it change your feelings or anything? Did you notice it when you met, met her? What, what was it, it? It makes things like it makes things really. Um, what's the word like I guess I just don't I didn't I don't believe it as much because I was questioning it at the beginning like when when she picked Blake I was like god it feels so he doesn't feel like he's being super genuine about this because this is third his third bachelorette and like Katie felt very like like everything that she was posting was so much about like hey make sure you're tuning into the bachelorette like she's posting TikToks about it and Instagram posts and stories and very much under like ABC's yeah like control the difference between her and michelle is stark yeah yeah Michelle had yeah. three stories last night you know like I, I don't know i and here's the other thing and i know i couldn't tweet this because i don't think a twitter would give the nuance to it that i wanted it to but <laughs> it has nothing does twitter on, giving nuance yeah, I, I can't. I, but <laughs> I mean, Greg gets a little bit of redemption. Yeah. And not to say, not the way he handled it. The way he handled it was a bad look. He should have, I think he still should have apologized for how he reacted. But Greg's big, you know, thesis statement was whenever, you know, or my thesis statement for Greg, because I don't even think he knows the word thesis. No. Um, (laughs) He went to Stella Adler School for Acting. Give him a break. (laughs) Yeah. Greg, yeah, so let me help Greg out. Um, but when I, when it, my thing with Greg, when he had that whole argument with her, is he, he was basically saying like, when it's about, you care about the rules of the game when it keeps the game going, and you don't care, or you care about the rules of the game when it stops the game, but you don't care about the rules of the game when it keeps the game going. So when Blake shows up and it adds an intrigue to the show, Katie's cool with it. But when Greg asked her to say, hey, I'm in love with you and please tell me you're in love with me and you're willing to end this thing right now and, and it ends the season early, Katie's not on board. So, right. so Greg, I mean, I know he didn't make that point as well as I'm, I'm not even making it great now, but I'm making it better than he did then. And, Facts. and, and, <laughs> and um, he, uh, you know, I don't think he's a good or bad person. I don't know Greg. I'm just saying him being upset by someone who wasn't willing to just run away with him and be in love, it kind of shows now. It kind of, it gives him yeah, a little bit more credibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, all right, let's get on to Michelle's season because if we never talk about Katie and uh, Greg again, <laughs> it'll be too soon. You will be great. <laughs> okay, so um, last night, first Michelle tells the guys new information about herself. She's a teacher. What? <laughs> <laughs> then Peter the pizza maker serves up a fresh slice of whiny bitch pie. And finally, Jamie shows that even at age 50, you can be wildly immature. This episode wasn't the most exciting episode, but I thought man, it was once, good. Once we got to the Jamie stuff later, I mean, the Jamie stuff was wild. Jamie. Let's name Jamie. that episode. Let's, before we get into yeah. it, let's name the episode. We'll go crazy go on it. Jamie. Okay. I named it Smile, Your Uncandid Camera, just because I feel like. Jamie has no idea that he is being recorded. <laughs> Jamie has no idea where he is, wh- how he got there, when he's leaving, where he sleeps. Um, I said life according to Jamie. Um, and I said love and basketball and lies. I love it. I feel oh. like lies and basketball is a missed opportunity. I was going to do that, but I wasn't sure. I didn't trust the audience enough to know that it would be love and basketball. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So let's get to the episode. So we start with the first group date, which of course is going to a classroom. Shocker. Peter Like sucks. they usually do this stuff. They do. They go, they do these like classroom dates where they like will have kids. They did it with Ben Higgins before. They do these things. But for some reason, just because she's already a teacher, we've brought it up so many times. Yeah. I'm like, okay. The thing well, is, I'm like, we get it, it. it was a fun date, but it's just because... She even says, as you guys know, I'm a teacher. I'm like, enough. Just (laughs) fucking move on with it. Also, the child actors that they hired were extra child actory. Like, they were on so much. Like, it was as if they were dangling a contract for a Disney Channel original series above their head. Above their (laughs) head? You know that their their parents are sitting on the sidelines like, don't fuck it up. And then they were doing points and tongue moves it was just it was so oh, yeah. child i mean i loved everything about their theater i throwing I their theater parents are just off screen but it also felt like like there were certain points where it felt like peter was also acting like and he was like hey michelle like whispering yeah. to her he and then um the girl was like the little girl back was like she doesn't want to talk to you <laughs> like it all felt like they were like, "Hey, you should whisper to her right now." <laughs> yeah, in my experience, little kids will like roast the shit out of people. Like I feel like maybe they were just being rude. Peter was so annoying. I thought this ho- the whole fucking time. And when he was like, "I like I'm an alpha male." Who th- who told you that? Who told you you were <laughs> an alpha male? Who gave you that confidence? I'm more of an alpha male than you are, Peter. Just because yeah. you scream in Italian when you meet somebody, it, yeah. it's like wild. I mean, Peter, his actions, you it was classic 
guy who has no awareness classic like like he couldn't he's sitting there trying to go outside of the game to be like yeah hey michelle and then he doesn't understand when he gets ball busted by will like will calls him a narcissist will's calling a narcissist was it was a good joke it was funny like it it, It it made sense it's not like he did that like hey you're a narcissist they were like spell narcissist he spells peter you're like nailed it Ba-da-da-da. Funny. Set up punch In that line, moment, so, I loved Will. <laughs> totally. It was great. And it's like, you know, when someone's got you, you got God. Like, you have to accept you it. You got God. <laughs> like, and, P- yeah. and Peter was the, it's my bat, it's my ball, I'm going home kid. Like, he, he had to explode the date the minute he couldn't you know he had to take it because he's giving it to everyone else peter is the definition of when a parent tells their kid like maybe if you laugh along with the kids that are teasing you they'll stop because it won't be fun for them anymore like (laughs) yeah like i would have if if i were there and i saw peter's reaction to the narcissist thing i'm like done everything will be about making fun of him there's nobody (laughs) else i want to make fun of there's it, it's it's way too much fun but the date i mean the, the the musical chairs when adults play musical chairs it never works like it turns into no. a full no. contact sport like y- there is no good look for that game because peter you either go too hard like peter and you look like the kid in gym class who tries too hard to show off or yes. you don't go hard enough and you're like lazy and you're like, what are we doing here? You, there's no in between on musical chairs as an adult. As a kid, you can work it out because there's just not as much weight to throw into each other. Literally weight. Like, and just like trying to move fast. Like, we're not moving that fast. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, my back hurts. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't get up quick enough that, to do that. That was a cringe, was Peter desperately trying to win. Brandon couldn't spell any of the words none brandon might be 13 years old i i I actually (laughs) there are points where i look at brandon and i'm like what is this gamer doing here like it just looks like it's a youtube gamer when michelle gave brandon the group date rose i was very surprised because brandon is very like i can hear brandon apologizing for cheating every time he talks does that make sense like every time he talks it's like baby 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 like calm down like he's very like i'm gonna but like the his speaking cadence is so like put on to me like it's like a forced sexy voice. Well, when he I feel. when he sat with her, you're right. I mean, when he sat with her and he kept talking and I was like and she even was like she goes, "You're looking deep in the like he first of all, he couldn't make a move. He just screams immature to me. The way he talks, yeah. it has Yeah, no, he does. And, and and the way he talk, he looks young, but he also like what you're saying, Chris, like he was like try, trying to do poetry and she even said and he goes, "Oh, I can't be corny with you. I'm going to get roasted." It's like you didn't get roasted. You just sounded like a fucking idiot. Like you, know, you like, sound dumb. It doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel like you're actually trying. It feels like you're putting on some sort of act. Like I feel like the girls that he probably usually dates, like f- fall for that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It, it, it kind of felt like this has worked before because, dude, you've been staring at her for ten minutes. Make out with her. Yeah. Like, it's t- like she's saying to you, "Why are you staring? At me? Why are you staring at me? Or why are you staring so deeply into me?" You're st- as you as her going. This is awkward. Kiss me now. Yeah. Yep. You know, it was like, and he's not taking the cues, mm-hmm. and a man would know that. <laughs> yeah, a, a mature adult man would see this is the kiss time. Yeah. Peter and Will then get in like their little yelling fight. It looked like a Whatever. pizza place owner fighting with his neighbor, the hairdresser. Oh my god! Well, when Will said, "What do you have to offer besides a slice?" I fucking passed out. That is like so funny to me. It's a perfect line, and he said it so seriously. I love it. I I mean, Will I feel like is also a child, but he's funny at least. He got the joke. When Will and Brandon run to Michelle on the um, the first date, like when they first get to the group date, it very much felt like 
the kids who kiss up to the teacher but are also kind of troublemakers like the kids who hug mm. the kid the kids who hug their teacher at graduation because nobody thought they would get there that yes, was the vibe it, very true yeah <laughs> i mean and you know will fighting with peter like you know it was just two people that you're like okay these both are not they are not going to win they are you know even though will was very likable in this episode I mean, there have been future. They've shown some clips of him in the future where it looks like he's just going to be devolve a little bit. Um, but they, the argument they have is like, I don't even know what argument there was to have, dude. I made fun of you. It was light, and even Will said yeah, that he goes, it. "It was light. That was it." Like, what do you? You're at now. You're acting yeah. like a narcissist by making it like. It was so weird that Peter was mad he was being called a narcissist. So then he was like, "Oh, I have to act like a bigger narcissist to show that I'm not a narcissist." Yeah. It was so the 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 level that they t- he took this to like we could have forgotten about it yeah but the, them screaming outside during the date arguing like that is it was a lot fuck out of here speaking of being a lot we move into the one on one with one of the most bizarre bachelor contestants I feel like in a long time Jamie I agree yeah. I don't know he says he's never seen the show he's never watched any reality tv he didn't know who michelle was before i don't know how he ended up on the show yet he's on the show well that's where i call kind of bullshit i mean like I yeah g jamie the way he acted is like you know listen the bachelor you see how women interact the the bachelorette you see how men interact and you just see how ego is such a big part of what like bring what can bring down a man like our ego is just such a big thing to get out of the way of because for him to get the one-on-one date when he is one-on-one with michelle he's great when he's in the room with other men he is very self-conscious i think he is a fucking liar about like i i feel like he is genuinely something's off so you think like, he lied to Michelle on that day? Because I thought he was a great one-on-one date. I think the facts. I think the facts maybe are true, but I. I also thought it was a great date until we saw him after being like, just fully lying and like well, m- making he, he, weird things up. And then even when he found out he was gonna be on the one-on-one, he's like, "Yeah, I have to see if I'm even like into her." Uh, you know, I have a wild. I have a wild life. I live on the like fringe of society and not that life's not for everybody. And you know who that life is not for Michelle. She says she wants to be a teacher in Minnesota forever. So why the fuck would producers even be like, here's a match? Well, I mean that he gives that speech in the room with the men. Like he, he, he gets the one-on-one date. He's around the other men. He's like, she better be good for good enough for me. It's like, dude, you did audition. For Chill. This. Like you, like, <laughs> you, gave, you sent in a self tape. Like the idea yeah. that you have no idea how <laughs> that you just appeared in a mansion to date a woman that you have nothing, know nothing about is a lie. I agree that in that sense, he's a liar, but he's doing this to pop himself. Up. He's puffing himself up around these other men because he never once on the date, Chris, does he mention this. I just go on trips in a day's notice thing. Like, oh no, I know. But that's why I'm like, who is he? He's also like a biotech CEO. What? Yeah, it's- the the CEO thing is too much. <laughs> so is that woman who's in I court hate- right now, the Elizabeth Holmes. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth uh, Holmes. Not Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like, I just. And he's like vulnerable, like talking about his mom and like that's obviously really fucked up and sad but yeah i don't well like he he quickly i felt like jamie was such a roller coaster because like i felt like i was a jury like the juror at the fucking oj trial where i'm like oh the glove fits it doesn't fit the glove fits it doesn't fit um he definitely killed Nicole Brown, but for some reason i'm still like wondering if he actually did like there was like i kept flip-flopping well because you even see nate roll his eyes at jamie when jamie says it to me i care very much about what the other men think of the men in the house like i like 
going back to Katie's season. It's interesting. Like, it's interesting because going back to Katie's season, I trust Aaron and James. I just do. They seem like just dudes who would tell it straight. Nate kind of brings that to me now. Nate is sitting there, and Nate, Nate's whole thing, the whole episode was like, listen, I have my own relationship with her. Other people are going to have her try. It's, Nate just struck me as a very confident man. And when Jamie's like, she's got to be good enough for me too, you, they get a shot at Nate. Is it easier? I, I guess the, it's, it, he's talking about really tough subjects about his family, and it's like it's hard to differentiate between someone who's really open about one thing but then a liar about seemingly everything, everything. else. Yeah. Yeah, that's – that's the, and I don't know. I feel like he was so vulnerable that it made Michelle trust him. And yes. now he's just like a fucking liar. And I think that's well, one so, of the, when she, when he comes up to her and starts talking to her later in the episode about all of the um, Joe stuff, it makes that's why she's like, well, I'm so glad you told me because at this point she really trusts him. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Like you have this in dating a lot where especially you up podcast people will write in. They'll be like, well, he met my friends. So that means he's open to getting more serious. And that means us having sex was important. And like, if you want to relate it to this, it's like he told me about his family life and how hard that was. So why wouldn't he be telling the truth about the guys in the house are upset with me? Yeah. Yeah. Because then she and he said and he said and then when they come back she comes back to the full group of them at the rose ceremony. It is so wild because she even says she's like, no one has anything to say. And they're all like, what's going on? And it made me like the other guys in the house even more. Like it made me, me too. You That's know? what I was going to say before was the way that Nate was like, who fucking cares if yeah. she knew Joe before? Like whatever. I don't literally it, care about this. Oh, and none of them cared. Like not one of them cared. That's the crazy part. And then that's the crazy part for, you know, Jamie, who obviously has confidence issues, obviously has an ego because, again, it's in front of the other men. He gets the date card. Ah, she better like I better like her, too. Goes on the date. Oh, my God, my family. Here's all this, you know, this stuff. Let me help you up the mountain. Comes back Mm -hmm. to the house. Hey, you know, I heard that she was at a bar. With, and is all booed up. He said, the, booed up, I will never be able to not cringe when I hear that after this. But also, he said, the fact that he said, he was like, yeah, like my friend said that uh, they saw you and they were like, oh shit, that's Michelle. And uh, you were with a tall, light skinned baller. Like, how did they know right. that who she was with was a baller? What are you talking about? Yeah. And, and it was really interesting. And I don't think Jamie saw this coming where Michelle goes to the group and is like, it's offensive to her. Oh, like, yeah. Be, that I didn't see that coming. And and I don't offensive. think ja- I think ja- I think Jamie was like, oh, this was fun and games. Like, I'm just like trying to get out. Like, I don't think Jamie realized the level that this could go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like and that's the one thing. It's like, well, he clearly has not seen certain aspects of the show before because we all know the person who's going and doing the tattletaling is not the mm. one that get, makes it far. They're not the one who's going to be, you know, in the actual relationship. You're wasting your time talking about other people when you could be getting to know yourself. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and but he knows enough to make it instead of him having this information. Hey, I feel uncomfortable. He goes, everyone in the house feels uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, know, and and that is a very different thing. If he had gone to Michelle and been like, hey, I'm a little uncomfortable knowing I had a friend tell me the story. It's less divisive. Like, you know, and you could tell even when he's telling her the story, he's kind of laughing along with it. And she's like, what? You know, she was like, I don't care. Especially because I I don't care before he's talking to those three guys. And um, and. They were like, oh, yeah, we don't care. And he's like, well, I do. He's like, this really bothers me. And like we see him do his in the moment interview and he's like complaining about it. He was like, I want you to tell me like if I want to be able to trust 
you know, my person, I want to know all this stuff. And then he goes right to her and literally switches it on everyone else. And he's like, but then in the, in the next moment in the same interview thing, he's like, I mean, I don't care, but like everyone else in the house seems to care. Like he is living in his own world. I think he really, I think he really like believes the shit that is coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, like you're the only one that he makes Thomas look like nothing. Yeah, I agree. And then he says, and then he goes, they kind of like top it off with him being like, I mean, we're jumping ahead of the second group date. We can go back to it. But I'm saying like, just to like go to the end of this thing. He's like, I don't mind being the bad guy. All of a sudden he's like owning being the bad guy. Like he's like, I don't care about anyone else here. He's like, I don't mind being the bad guy, but I'm not going to be it right now. Like he's not telling them he did it. It's so crazy his story always changed when it made it more convenient for him Mm -hmm. every time it could make him the better guy he took that chance every time it took every time the story made him have to be vulnerable he wouldn't do it like again it's okay if he has an issue with this but to make it everyone else's issue now it becomes this conspiracy theory of everyone in the house thinks i'm this person who's here for fame which is michelle's probably biggest concern And then so she comes out and she talks about, you know, how offensive it was and like the fact that, you know, if she was with a white guy, they could just be friends. But since she's with a black guy, it looks like they're in a relationship. And she was like, uh, all the guys are trying to figure out who said this. And and there are a few guys that know it was Jamie. Like, well, I don't know why they didn't say anything either, but like everybody's looking around and trying to figure out what's going on. And Jamie's also looking around to see if anybody knows that it was him. It's like, bro, the call's coming from inside the house. Like yeah. it is, it is here. It's you. I actually, I was thinking during this whole thing, I'm like, what I w- I wish I could have been next to a contestant who was there just to see them see it play out. Yeah. Like, like I, I want to see them put it all together because they, if you're there, I can understand that. Like, the, I, I maybe they would have known, uh, but the way Jamie placed it to other people, he did always kind of say, "I have a problem," but like everyone has a problem. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you're not talking to all when it's that many men, you're not talking to everybody. Like yeah. I, I'm sure you know Nate doesn't know that if Pardeep's upset about this, like you know, like you just don't right. know. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. Well, speaking of Pardeep, let's go on to the second group date. Yes. Where they they play. The basketball date was a bit of a cringe for me at times because it's kind of the same thing for me as musical chairs when it's on The Bachelor where everybody's so intense. And I'm like, this is. Well, Just like a fun date thing. Joe playing this game for his life. Pa- his his like uh in honor of his coach who had just passed away like oh, yeah. uh, it, it, it was just you know i'm like guys this is the bachelorette you know i don't know i didn't take it that way i kind of like it, like i was like i i would not want to play in a pickup basketball game on national tv with former d1 athlete d1 oh. basketball players like the the difference between like I like playing pickup basketball. There are there's a very big hierarchy in a pickup basketball game, and like if you're playing with someone who played Division One, you look ridiculous. Like look you, ridiculous. You, you, so and Nate, I think, and Joe both played. Like, didn't Nate play at Rutgers? Oh, I'm I not think sure. that was part I, of his. Maybe yeah. And and Joe and. The other interesting part about this, I thought Joe played it well. I thought he was he was kind of the silent assassin. The fact that Michelle brought knew that he was Mr. Basketball in the state of Minnesota, and then that she was Miss Basketball runner up. 
yeah. in Minnesota. Like it was just like very cute. They're doing one on one. And I, I don't know. Was it Casey that said like, oh, we didn't know like that Joe could play like this because he doesn't talk about it all the time, which does make me like Joe a lot more than yes. somebody who's like, I'm fucking amazing. Like, you know, I mean, maybe Joe Peter is w- a nice it, guy. It, Peter owns a pizza place and he hasn't shut up about it. Okay. Imagine if Peter <laughs> played basketball well. Like, you know, I also want to know what percentage of Peter's pizza place is owned by family. Like, I feel like Peter probably owns 5% of Peter's pizza. And there is no slice I want to judge more than Peter's slice. Um, Yes. (laughs) But I, I, this basketball game, so they start with like some drills. And I like that Michelle was playing. And Michelle obviously is amazing. She's so good. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like, the thought of, I don't even like going to the beach and just like, tossing a volleyball around not even playing like i don't even want to toss the volleyball around like so i'm not even trying to dribble i don't want to do that especially (laughs) in front of dudes no yeah Yeah, i mean if i had to go on that date i would obviously make it like well lol (laughs) like you know (laughs) well i mean when they walk in when i saw chris s every time he's on camera during this date i couldn't stop laughing chris s just looked like he was like their younger brother who tagged along for the game and they needed a 10th to make it five on five. Like it was just so (laughs) funny. And then Pardeep gets the ball and he shoots it. I mean, he hit the top of the backboard. If it were me and I hit the top backboard, like his shot missed so badly that I would have gone directly up to Michelle and been like, hey, it was really great to meet you. Yeah, I'll like, see you around. I would have sent yeah. myself home. <laughs> it's time to go. And if he had done that, he probably would have saved himself because it would have been funny. But I, I do would've... think Michelle was like, look at this guy play basketball. And then she sent him home at the end of the episode. Absolutely. There, I mean, look, her and Joe are hitting it off. And then Pardeep took that shot. If I was Pardeep, I would have been, I'd been the hustle player. Mortified. I would have been s- setting picks, getting rebounds. You would have. I would have been setting picks when who I was on water? defense. Yeah, who needs water? Yeah, doing a lot. I would have been doing a lot of other stuff that wasn't. Shooting. I'm the support staff on this yes, team. Yes, <laughs> I. I would have gone into straight comedy mode, like making fun of everybody. Like, you can't take the game seriously when there is a Mr. Basketball no. on one of the teams. It was just. But I and then every other guy is like six eight. Like, yes, <laughs> Malik is dunking. And then Joe's the Joe's team loses, but he still gets MVP. Michelle was like, "I know who I want to talk to." Doesn't matter, and it is. Yeah, that felt that felt created. They were like, "Hey, we found this medal in the back. Um, We just gotta find a way to keep Joe on this date." Like it didn't feel. It felt like Michelle was like, "He stays. I don't care." Honestly, Joe gets hotter and hotter as the episodes continue. Joe crushes. I feel like. Joe's gonna make it really far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the chemistry even when they played basketball against one another, like it was like tough. It was like awkward for me to watch on TV. I can't imagine being in that room, being like one of the people, quote unquote, dating her, and you're mm-hmm. watching them play one on one, being like, oh, you, oh, okay, you know, like, like it's just like, well, like yeah. if I'm sitting there, I'm like, um, are we still here? Yeah, it doesn't and matter. He, like, lives in the same town as her and stuff like everything's just a lot easier <laughs> if they're you know what i mean like yeah well, i don't know i bet he gets pretty far but anyway um we kind of already did the rose ceremony not yeah, much to say to- jamie doesn't get caught somehow Pardeep, he goes home her has gone yeah my prince yeah <laughs> he leaves which i was like sad about i wasn't i don't know i wanted more i wanted more i just wanted i mean the guy him the guy with the the glossier face (laughs) the guy with the dewy glowy skin he left alec Uh, yeah (laughs) plug for glossier the glossier (laughs) face (laughs) and then the guy that came on the little uh the little fire truck daniel went home yeah yeah i mean we didn't lose any major players but it was um i I thought it was a good episode i i enjoyed it there was intrigue there was fun there was there was tears i i again i think michelle was great 
through it all. Like I, I and uh, her dress, the dress she came into that cocktail hour with. Mm. I mean, like they clapped for her. They clapped like the plane just landed. Yeah, like there did. was an actual applause. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, she looked so amazing. I also didn't um, think about that being weird until my roommate was like. Why are they clapping for her coming down the <laughs> stairs? And I was like, you know what? That is so weird. It's so yeah, weird. Sh- and it wasn't all of them. It was just like a couple no. of them. It was a, like a flight just landed. And you're like, who are those losers clapping? So like, weird. It, it's like it would the- be me like, yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I literally just hit my teeth with the microphone because I was so excited about Michelle's dress. <laughs> she, she, she looks so hot. Straight men clapped for a dress. Okay, should we get into categories? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, would you rather sit through a platonic dinner? So it's like, you know when you have to go to a forced dinner with someone and you're not really friends yep. and you don't have any sexual interest? With Jamie or Peter, you have to get appetizers and dessert. <laughs> Peter Peter would know how to order at an Italian restaurant. I think I would want to go Peter. Yeah, allegedly. allegedly. But so with Jamie, he's a world-renowned traveler. That's true. Allegedly. I don't like having conversations with people when I know they're lying, but I can't really... I'm not looking to call them out. I just let them keep lying. Yeah. So Jamie would be hard for me. Like, Peter... Peter's almost not... Like, his his honesty... He is being honest. He's just an honest douche. You know, it's very... Yeah. At least I know what I'm I, I'm hearing. You know what you're ordering. You know what you're getting. Yeah. I feel like Peter would snap and yell at a waiter or something, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, hey, okay, hey. okay. And, like, wave his hand. Yeah. Gabagool! <laughs> Gollum. Yeah, using all the wrong uh, sounds of Rigatone. letters. Rigatone! Gallamad. <laughs> Cutting all the yeah, cutting all the vowels off the end of the Italian foods. What's the it's spaghetti? Barada? Don't they like call it like what? What's the but another all, cheese or mozzarella? Oh yeah, <laughs> mozzarella. mozzarella. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, what it is. All right, all right. Kay. Um, would you rather get blasted on TV for being a shitty speller or for not knowing what apples taste like? Because if we didn't talk about Rodney being completely like thrown off by the pizza, well, thrown off. By well, everything. has has Rodney been apple zoned as opposed to friend zone? Like everything about Rodney is about apples. Like even when he was on the court, she was like, "Oh, go get him, Apple." Like like it, yeah. It, like I would be like, dude, I, can we talk about something else? Like I I did that as a, a, a as a fun thing. Like anything it, else. I don't think he realized how interested in apples Michelle was going to be. Is she is yeah. has a fetish? Yeah, he was so like. Does the, he, so does the producer on the show. Apparently, who loves yeah. food. <laughs> I would rather not know what apples taste like. I think that's the spelling is kind of embarrassing. The spelling yeah, is spelling is way more embarrassing. Like I was I like a, I'm allergic to apples. <laughs> yeah, I I was at a um, at a coffee shop in there and there. Wi-Fi password was croissant last no. week, and I was like, "Why would they do this to people? Like, if spelling, if spell check didn't exist, I'd be like, like in hell here. Like, I like. Oh yeah, I'd be like, can someone for croissant, share it with me? you croissant. guys? Can someone share the password with me? Yeah, please. So I don't want to. I don't like need that bagel. Yeah. Okay, Jared, what's your uh... play musical chairs against Peter, or have Pardeep on your pickup basketball team? <laughs> Definitely Peter, because I feel like I could humiliate him really fucking easily. Um, I think I'd want Pardeep on my basketball team because I'm also not good. And so we can just like <laughs> warm the bench like, together. You know how Peter kept trying to like pull the chair out of whoever one's hands? Like I would have been the bitch that let go of the chair. So he like flew across the room as he was trying to tug on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, top three. I said Nate because he's like hot. There's nobody that I'm like into really. Nate, I think, is hot. Romeo because he's like like hot, I guess. And then Leroy also because he's hot and seems smart. 
like Leroy Leroy like hasn't really said or done anything and I'm into that <laughs> okay all right um I think my top ones are Nate Joe and Rodney I do really like Rodney even though like the Apple thing, whatever. I think he has a really fun personality and I, I want to keep Rodney on. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, even though he's not in my top. Th- I had him in my top three, but I had to do a special memorial part deep who, <laughs> who passed away on this episode. I had to give one a part deep. Um, yeah. But uh, Rodney seems like he's like prime for paradise. Um, just like. Oh, yeah. Totally a paradise type of guy. Um, but I had Joe, Nate, and Pardeep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Pardeep. Cringiest moment. Mine was the awkward silence after Michelle's speech. Like, the fact that nobody was saying anything and she just went into this entire, like, vulnerable, this is how I'm feeling. I, like, I'm offended. And she was like, do you guys want to, like, talk about this? And they're all like, talk about what? (laughs) <laughs> it's it's always surprising to me in those moments like no guy stands up and is like hey i don't know what you're talking about can we get yeah. a poll of who knows what you're talking about because you know, she literally like, said I, well like um it's crazy that you guys aren't saying anything if you're all like upset about this yeah it was fucking crazy i i mean the day of reckoning has to be soon absolutely i mean it can't yeah absolutely I thought it was cringy just listening to Jamie talk about how amazing my what life on the he he talked he sounded like goddamn uh, Eliza Thornberry like talking about how he like live I'm like at what point did you become a biotech CEO in Uruguay like yeah. I don't know that made me not uh, wanna crawl out of my skin yeah I agree with that. Um, I had I had Pardeep's shot was a cringy moment, and then every time Chris S is on camera, I can't take Chris S seriously. Like he's just he looks like their younger brother. He's just too happy in every scene. He's so expressive. He's like the little brother in the Goonies. Yes, he's totally like that. Like there, there's when they're walking towards the basketball date, they show the guys walking up, and it's supposed to be this like kind of hero moment. Like it's all the men looking hot. And then he just does like a basketball shot with no basketball. And it just <laughs> is such a nerdy moment. And you're like, oh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Dude, you are hilarious. So, yeah, every time Chris S is on camera. Um, I think he's hot, though. <laughs> he's, he's, got <laughs> speaking, he's got a very K look. The, <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of K looks, K- K's weekend. How is Vegas? Let's number one. How many music festivals exist? That was in my the fifth country one this year. That was my like fifth it is one. every weekend. What I am to weddings, you are to music festivals. And how fun are they? Like, like, like. Depends. What, one music festival, like the idea. Are you standing the whole weekend? These are such old people questions. Do you, <laughs> is there anywhere to sit? So like. Yeah, so it depends on how you do the music festival. There was one point where like Chris Chris sent me a, a DM and he was like, "What is happening?" Because because you were on a fucking hell in a fucking helicopter with a festival like this, you definitely have to do it elevated. Mm. No, I did not fund any of this. Literally. <laughs> so you are friends with Drew Carey, comedian, mm-hmm. uh, TV star, host of The Price Is Right. I can't even believe I just said that. Um, what? How did you, for the listeners at home, how do you meet Chris Drew Carey? Uh, Chris Evans. She was friends <laughs> with. She, she was friends with Mimi from the Drew Carey show. <laughs> Chris did her makeup. That's how Chris met her. My biggest, uh, my biggest drag inspiration, <laughs> Mimi from the Drew Carey show. My um, my friend actually, like almost six years ago at this point, won a car on The Price Is Right. And they just became friends and she introduced me to him and I met him like six years ago and we've been friends ever since we've gone to Belize, Paris. Um, and yeah, we do there, festivals together. And I've talked to you about this off you mm-hmm. know, podcast before because I've actually 
done shows in Seattle and you happen to be there with Drew. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I remember we met up and I asked you, I was like, what is the name? Because I think like the first reaction from anyone listening is, yeah. you know, are you sugar baby? Is there a using situation? And it doesn't no. the way you explain it to me feel, felt very real and friendly. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel weird I think- when you explain it. When Kay, when you hear this story, it obviously does sound like Kay is Drew Carey, Sugar Baby. But when you actually <laughs> like talk to Kay, you do realize that that is not the case. No, we're it, it actually isn't the case. genuinely like buds, and to the point where like he knows my parents, my family. Like we did, um, my dad and I did a fantasy baseball league with Drew. And it was like just like 10 of us, but my dad knows him and we're literally just like friends. And he just likes to cater his friends like he took 32 of us to this festival. I'm always up for new friends. But is there a gay one in the group? (laughs) Do we need need, check the roster? You looking looking for a a fat gay guy to join the hot girl (laughs) brigade? For if I can defend True Carrie here, you have to think like this guy. When you're the host of The Price Is Right, you don't you're making an an amount of money that it's like you can't expect people to hang in the way that you need to hang. Like right. he needs a reserved area. He needs you know some sort of you know uh, travel. That's he's not going to be on your Southwest flight to Vegas. Okay, Drew no. Carey had a sitcom that went into syndication. Like you think Seinfeld's rich? Well, Drew Carey's right around Seinfeld like in, in a way that you might not want to understand or believe, but it's the truth. So, yeah. you know, when and probably I, job security for a really long time. Price is right. He's been hosting Price is Right for 15 years. Minus wow. Price is Right, he's a 100 millionaire. Yeah. So, plus Price is Right, he's more than that. So, I do understand where he's like, listen, I'm going to Vegas and whoever's in my assistant will take care of the rest. That's literally I, I, exactly, exactly. How I it mean, works. if I, if I was Drew Carey rich, that is how I would want to live. Yeah, my why life, wouldn't like, you take people along for the fucking ride? Like you're not going to die with fucking $500 million. But that's exactly, you know? that's exactly how it works. And he's like, he invites his friends and he took, I think like 32 of us on here paid for all of our hotel rooms, all of our tickets. We had like the biggest with three and tables. I think it's important also to mention that like, it's not just single girls, like he'll oh, bring no. girls, boyfriends too. Yeah, like, everybody's boyfriend can come. Everybody gets a plus one. Like, like it's not like he's like ages. expecting anything. Cause I think no. hearing the story from the outside, people would assume Oh yeah, Someone, just it's like, like me and nothing's free in this world is the so, is the vibe. Totally. But so what I is think, um, but but if you go to a music, uh, mm-hmm. does he like festivals? Like oh, he loves EDC. Is his like is his favorite thing? He is the king of EDC. Everybody knows him there. We're always the first ones at EDC. This is my second time with him. We're the first ones at the festival. They always let him in early. We have our table. They all know him. Like they. He's the nicest guy. He also tips on one to one. So if we're paying X amount for that table, he's tipping X that same amount. Like he is, but everybody loves that him, knows all, him. That's all fine and dandy. Now, who is he, you know, does he have people, you know, is he dating anyone? Is, is he there to like meet people or is he just, yeah, he has a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. Yeah. He's had her for a few years. She's awesome. We know her. Like it's, it's now, all just, Everybody hanging out, but taking okay, helicopters so th- to and from. Like I took six helicopters this weekend. Case <laughs> <laughs> weekend. Now, was any any bachelor contestants a part of this? Does he know any of them? No, there actually weren't any bachelor people there, not at all. Okay, how's your friend Jess? How's she doing? Just want to check in. Jess is great. I'm personally. seeing her this weekend. Okay, I'm going good. to San Diego for Halloween. Just want to make sure she's doing okay. <laughs> Okay. Now, now. Wait, have you seen her roommate, Jared? Her roommate's also crazy hot and the sweetest. Who? Yours. Oh, mine? Yeah. Okay, um, oh, Chelsea. Instagram after we- My roommate, Chelsea. Chelsea. Chelsea's single, right? Yeah. Sure yeah, is. Jared. And she's, she, she has a Bachelor contestant look, but a um, she was very, very sweet and nice when I- 
hung out with her. Yeah, she's awesome. GTK, good to know. Now, what um, what's what is the major highlight of the of the trip? The helicopter not going down. <laughs> yeah, the helicopter is unbelievable. I can't lie because that's how many one wigs of the, did you bring? I brought one wig. Oh, I, slacked, I, I was like I. I was like, bitch, did you, how, when did you get into my closet with that? <laughs> he goes, is that my wig? <laughs> I brought one wig, and but I had been shopping for my outfits for a while. Like, I the have been prepping for this um, for a minute just because, like, it's such a massive festival, and it goes from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Oy. Kill me. It's, all, it's at night. My, so, like, I'd rather just die. Yeah, we when, get there at 7 p.m. I mean, there you would see me at 7.30 p.m. by the pizza stand, <laughs> hammer drunk, just being like, I got to go home. I got to eat this and I got to go home. Like, we <laughs> would sleep all day. Tell Drew to bring the helicopter around. I got to get out of here. <laughs> we would literally sleep all day. We would get home at like 5 a.m. Some people would stay the whole time. Um, and we'd get home and then I would go to sleep until like... Too. I would kill to see the drugs that happen at this oh, festival. Oh, Drew stays till the end. Drew stays the whole time. Yeah. He stays longer than Drew. I do. And then he gives away 10 cars on Monday morning, bitch. <laughs> Welcome to the life of Drew Carey. Yeah, he's he's literally the best, the nicest guy. Everybody seriously, like everybody there knows him at the festival. The people who work, they're like, the king's here. He's the best. Now <laughs> you lost your phone at some point. What happened to your phone? Now, Kay, you lo- you losing I don't lose your phone, my phone. Well, whatever it's happened a national to your phone, tragedy. I can't imagine you losing or losing access to your phone. What happened? Oh, I um, it was Saturday. It was Saturday night. I'm like really drunk Saturday night. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it was like three thirty, and I'm seeing like stars. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend and my roommate Chelsea was drunker than I was. And I was like, I got to get Chelsea home. And so we're like hobbling on our way to the helicopter. <laughs> and and I get on the helicopter with uh, two other people. It's like me, Chelsea, and two of our other friends. And I go, I don't have my phone. So I get out of the helicopter and I run across the pad. And I, I was like, he's like, ma'am, we're like, in the air. I was like, maybe it's at like the main <laughs> station. And I dropped it and I couldn't find it. And I was like, fuck, I have to get back on that. I had to get back. Um, so I was like, you know what? I have to take care of Chelsea. Literally dumb and dumb are getting home. Um, and we got back to the place at like 4 a.m., 4.30. And Chelsea was like, why don't you just call it? And I was like, nobody's going to answer my phone at a festival. She called it and a guy answered. He was like, huh. Whoa. first try. And I've done that. I found a phone and like, um, was like someone happen. will fucking call and it. he was yeah. like, um, he was like, I have your phone. He was like, it was on the ground, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'll leave it at the sky deck where our table is. He was like, I'll leave it there tonight um, or like bring it over. And uh, so you can pick it up when you get there. And I was like, amazing. I should have been like, just give it to one of my friends who are still there. But I was like, yeah, just leave it at the sky deck. It's fine. And I got there the next day. They handed me my phone. Wow. That's I have great. a friend I mean, who, who unreal. Loses- I have a friend who loses his phone in that way too, where he'll lo- we used to call his phone the boomerang because it would always just come back to him somehow. Like it, I cannot you know, he believe would call it, someone pick up. But at a concert, you know I think people, I think people at like a like a at a concert like that, like they know everyone there. Their phone is so important to them. Like like no one yeah. needs two phones. Well, you know, the like, wild part is that it was in a different area that I didn't even have access to. It was in the artist lounge. That's where it was found. In the artist lounge <laughs> backstage, which I don't even that's have. Insane. I didn't have a pass to get backstage. I didn't have anything, but that's where it was found. I would love and to so see I'm the security cam footage. Who did? Yeah. Was over like in our area or whatever and was like, oh, my phone grabbed it. Or their, they thought it was their friend's phone, took it, realized it wasn't theirs, <laughs> and yeah. was just like, I'm going to leave this here. <laughs> Well, listen, this was oh. another star-studded K's weekend and wow. we're very we we love a K's weekend. What's next what rave are you going to next weekend? You and Wayne Brady? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll be in San Diego, but we don't have exact plans yet. I'm sure you'll well, find something. Me and Katie uh, having a girls' night out. <laughs> Newly single. I have a Katie. wedding this weekend. Look at it. Um, <laughs> and I'll be right, in New guys. Brunswick, New Jersey. Doing uh, it. So we're, we're all basically <laughs> doing the same thing. All right. Let's, who, uh, who gets the rose? Who got your rose? I said Jamie because he got away with it. My my rose goes to Michelle's workout clothing drawer. She is about to be sponsored by so <laughs> many workout oh, yeah. apparel brands. Her sets this episode, the black and white one and the, the hot pink? pink one she wore climbing. She is like, I, workout brands must be looking at her being like, we need to dress her because she looks so good in these sets. Every woman is going to be in that hot pink one. She is going to make money for the rest of her life just wearing aloe. Wearing workout aloe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to say Joe for me because he has already had all this drama wrapped around him, including Jamie bringing up the fact that she knew him before and he is still coming out of this unscathed and she you can tell she wants him around. So I think Joe got the rose. I mean, literally he did, but like my rose. Okay, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at The Bachelor or on Twitter at Bachelor Pod. And you can subscribe to our newsletter every week. And at that is called The Bachelor Breakdown, giving you all Bachelor tea, news, everything that's going on in Bachelor Nation. And you can subscribe to that at Betches.co slash Bachelor Breakdown. And you can follow me at K York City. Me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm at Jared Freed. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Betches.